Hello, Feel Podcast. Welcome back this week. I'm really excited for today's guest, and you hear me say that all the time, but I really mean it. I intentionally mean it. I have known Danielle Parks for a while now. I'd say 10 to 15 years ago, we met through mutual friends and um, and connected that way, and I've gotten a chance to watch Danielle's journey and Folks, it has been a journey, maybe one of the most unique journeys that really I have talked to anybody about. And I've talked about a lot of different unique journeys. I think that she has so much to offer us today. And I always believe that, but she's got a different angle and way of approaching this through her experiences that I think is going to bring a different perspective that we haven't heard before. And I've been wanting to have her for a while. And I finally um, just pulled the trigger a couple weeks ago and asked, and she very graciously accepted. So um, super excited um, to have Danielle here with us today. As you know, if you've been listening or if you're new, you can find us on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Well, maybe not Twitter anymore, but for now, Twitter. <laughs> Keep an eye on that one. Um, YouTube. Uh, we are we are just about everywhere at Embracing Layers. And then you can also follow us on our website, embracinglayers.com. And that's where you'll be able to find a blog about this episode, this episode recording, resources that Danielle's going to share with us will be recorded in there, and show notes to just learn a little bit more about her as um she's introduced for the episode that's going to be um, dropping on her. So Danielle, thanks so much for being here with me today. My pleasure. Oh my goodness. All right. You bet. You bet. So we are going to jump right in. We are going to start with how to prioritize self-care in your life and what that looks like for you. And I think this has been a journey that's evolved for you. You were for years and maybe you still are a marathon runner. Very good good marathon runner, very competitive. And I always kind of saw that as your outlet for, um, for your life and what your life was at the time um, when you were at that time married with stepkids and, and doing yeah. lots of different things. But talk to me about that and what you've learned about that, because I have to believe that's changed and evolved for you. <laughs> It definitely has. <laughs> um, yes. So prioritizing self-care. Yeah. Um, running was an outlet. I, uh, yeah, I ran, I ran hard. Um, yeah. So that's kind of an analogy almost though, if I'm going to be completely honest of sort sure. of what was what I was doing internally too. I'm yeah. just running and sort of just not, um, not prioritizing self. I think a lot of times we just missed the mark. I missed the mark on self-care. And unfortunately, what as I've evolved and changed and grown in my journey, um, I've had to really come to terms with my relationship with running. Mm -hmm. I am still very like passionate about it. Sure. However, I've understood now that self-care and means rest. Yes. Yes, which is so hard when we're used to running all the time. It's so hard. And yeah. all the stuff, like when I'm working with people too, like just and thinking for myself too, just like sure. if you in this moment just take a deep breath and think about rest and what comes up for you when you think about rest, there's so yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. People and I think shame and that's just it. And that's what I was getting to get it. I'm so glad you brought that up. 
it forces you to sit with really uncomfortable feelings Mm -hmm. that if you keep running, whether it's a marathon or just your errands throughout the day or whatever it is you're running around doing, when you've got to sit in your stuff Mm -hmm. and listen Mm -hmm. and, and make yourself stay there, that can be very disruptive, but also absolutely necessary. And I, and I can, I totally resonate with that journey because that's where I got to as well. So I'm glad you brought that up. Confidently setting boundaries. Tell me about your journey with that. Yeah. I love how they kind of both go hand in hand because for sure, I think of rest. And then when you ask about boundaries, I think a lot about fear. Mm. So, um, I, I always would like to think about like, what are the purpose of the boundaries? What am I keeping myself safe from? Sure. And honestly, I've completely changed my relationship to boundaries. Whereas before, um, you know, they might've been necessary to like keep me safe from something. Sure. Um, But now I also see them as a growing point. So a lot of times when I feel myself coming up against something, yeah, which can be like, externally felt as um, tension, resistance, restlessness, frustration, irritation. Yeah. It's an alarm for me. Oh, I'm coming up against some boundaries. So hallelujah. Because it means there's time for growth. So um, sort of shifting my paradigm on boundaries to be Mm -hmm. like, how can I use this as a way to grow and expand in my that's really good. I love that. And that I think, absolutely. Now tell me, have you always felt that way with boundaries or is this something that you've had to learn in your journey? Yeah. So I would say that it's definitely something that's evolved as I have. And yeah. that the first step, like with boundaries and with fear and like self-care and realizing all these things is really mm-hmm. acceptance. Mm-hmm. You have to see it. Yes. You have to acknowledge it. Yeah. Yeah. So and own it, and yeah. own it and, and not run away from it. <laughs> yeah. Which is disco- it's uncomfortable. Right. And so it's not even about changing anything. It's mm-hmm. about being like, there's something coming up for me and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. It's like, maybe I'm talking all over the place, but it's also about giving yourself permission not to know the answer, not to know Ooh. what's going to happen. Yeah. And then just being okay with that not being okay. Yeah. And I can I mean, go I, on and on about this. I think there's a lot to say about getting uncomfortable, getting comfortable being yes. uncomfortable. Absolutely. And and you're going to hear that theme a lot this season. I had this conversation with a, another guest um, last week that's going to be on season four. And it's just very, very important it, if you're really going to get where you want to be, that you just get like, all right, this is okay. I don't have to know it all right now. That's okay. Because I can learn and I can find out and I can I can evolve. Yeah. And I think like something for me, especially like in my life, like I've gone through so many different careers and paths, yeah. paths like this and yeah. degrees. And I'm like, oh, if I just get this, if I just get this, then I'll have what I need. Yeah. And really just coming back into this present moment. And being like, wait, what's going on right here and right now? Yeah. You know, why am I always looking ahead? What's here? Right yeah. Now? Yeah. And, and that requires you to feel what's coming up in this moment. Yeah. And um, if I can share. I have, Absolutely. Um, 
I had this wonderful um, opportunity with this client last night and um, just in alignment with what you're talking about in the field podcast and stuff. And she, she just has lived her whole life, like with so much emotion, right. And panic attacks mm. and fear. And like, she's coming to therapy. Like I, there's something wrong with me. I need you to fix it. Uh, right? Yeah. Which and is I, so normal for people to do that. Absolutely. But I had to tell her like, no, this is not a problem. There's nothing wrong with you because of this. Yeah. And she told me, she's like, I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm hearing this, that I'm mm. not a problem that needs to be fixed. There's nothing wrong with me. Those mm. emotions, those feelings are there for a reason. And when we can listen to them, they just propel us deeper and more expansively in our life. Yeah. More I think freer. we, well, and we, we are afraid of some feelings and, and culture has told us that some things are negative and some things are positive. Totally. When in fact, they're, they are all there to give us clues to what needs to be dealt with. And if we can take the stereotype of negative, I just say all emotions are good. Yeah, We were gifted with them to help us navigate and, and, and identify when something is awry or isn't right. And we, and I think we have to be okay and learn. I've had to learn how to trust those. I think we also don't trust those. We don't trust our feelings. We've been told as women, yes. especially we're em yes. too emotional and we can't mm -hmm. trust our feelings. And I, it's like, Oh, absolutely not. They're there to help us. If mm -hmm. we just put them in the right context. Absolutely. Trust is a huge one. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think that's something that was a really big thing that I noticed looking mm. into the story of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, experiencing betrayal in relationship or yeah, betrayal in, you know, friendship or partnership, whatever it is. Sure. But really what I realized was that the only person that was betraying me was myself. And that's tough to own sometimes when you realize I have a responsibility in this too. And I, yeah. and I think that's where you're able to actually really make progress. You take yourself out of victim mode, not taking away from the traumas and things that happened to you, but I'll put yourself into, I have the power mode. I can make different choices here. Um, but when you don't trust yourself, you can't, it's hard to do that. You can't do that. So, um, so I think that's can be really, yeah. And this ties really nicely into taking care of our emotional health as much as our physical health, which we've really kind of already talked to talked about, but what are some practice you practices you use to process your emotions in a healthy way so they don't get stored up in here? Yeah, because um, in my job and everybody's job in the day to day, you're constantly taking stuff on. Yeah. And um, a lot of people tend to blame themselves for that. So anyway, sure. that aside, sure. what I what I do is um, every day I make it a practice to um, I wake up in the mornings and I do um, like set my intention for the day. Mm. And I really ground myself into the moment and just like, you know, so you could call that a prayer, um, you know, just a ritual, whatever word mm -hmm. you want to put for it. And sure. then I just give myself that time to just come into myself and really align with my North star mm. of life. And then, um, you know, depending on what's called for in that day, like what I'm sure. feeling or what like energy is in my field, 
yeah. I'll do some yoga, go for a run. And um, I love it. Yeah. I also feel, you know, I was kind of thinking about this too. And like this concept of journaling is so yeah. cliche. Yes. But I have to say one thing that I think is really important to kind of reframe what a journal means is that it's sort of a safe space to to begin to create a place that is safe externally where you can learn to build trust in yourself. Mm. And so many times with mental health and with emotional health, there's nothing really like externally, right? That we can, oh yeah, here, do this and then you're fixed, right? Right, right. It's not that way. So yeah. a journal can serve as just sort of like a very external resource yeah. of an intentional space to give yourself that room to kind of build trust in yourself. Yeah, I think that's a really great way to put it. I mean, and I think you have to decide how journaling works best for you. For me, I write down what I'm feeling every day. How am I feeling this morning and why? Yeah. So that I can get in touch with that. And then it's just kind of a of like... These are the things on my mind today. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm needing. This is what I'm hoping for. This is what I'm thankful for. And what I found for me is I used to have a really like flinchy response to gratitude journals and to being told to be thankful all the time because I lived in an environment growing up and I have an episode about this last season. I coined it weaponized gratitude where people were kind of using gratitude as a weapon with me within my spaces. And I think women run into it a lot in the workspace. Um, And so this helped me really realize that I'm not any less grateful or thankful for what is happening in my life that's good just because I'm having all these other feelings and emotions too. But I I say all that to say, find how that works for you. It's going to look different for everybody. For some people, that's how they pray if they they pray. For some people, it's just where they kind of and get all the anxious thoughts out so they can their minds can rest but find that find that way that it works for you some people do verbal like they will record and i'll have days that i do that i need to talk it out i'm an external processor mm-hmm. and writing it down is an enough so i'll take it a next step and i'll and i'll record myself just kind of saying it all so i love that i so, think that's a really important point too that um the importance that everybody's journey is different yeah. You know, I think I personally spent a lot of time comparing myself to others. Mm. And then I started to realize the importance of how, when somebody truly steps into their truth and who they are, how much yeah. space it gives for everyone else. Absolutely. And so just like an encouraging word of like, really step into what works for you because that's what's meant to be in this world, to be with you, and will open up so much space for you and all those around you. Yeah. And being patient as you're finding that and being fr- and not being afraid to like, okay, that didn't work. Let's try something new. And also recognizing that's going to change in different seasons of your life. Totally. You know? Oh my gosh. Yes. What works, mm-hmm. Yes. What works for Boring. you now is probably not going to work for you five years from now. Absolutely. And, and you'll feel that you'll know. And it's just our, mm-hmm. we get so into habits. We're like, well, mm-hmm. this has always worked for me. I just got to stick to it. I'm just in a flat spot. Maybe you are, but maybe it's time to change things up and look at who you are today versus when you started that practice, you yeah. know, at that Absolutely. time too. So flexibility Absolutely. within that and within, you know, even the boundaries that you set, those are going to change over time. So being Absolutely. flexible with those and, and being aware of that. Um, and your, you know, your all these practices, all these things, just be, hold them loosely, have them mm-hmm. identify them. But when they stop feeling helpful, or 
even if you have, you may have different days, you need different things. There are days I need to go on a vigorous walk where I'm really like working it out. There are other days yeah. where I just need to yoga and stretch and, and relax and calm, you know, and some days both. So listening to your body each day and being yes. open to that, I think, because each day brings different things. Yes. And life shoots us out of our bodies all the time. Yeah. Especially as women. I mean, yeah. just there's a lot of shame and guilt and fear inside of our bodies. Yeah. And the more that we can listen to our bodies, the better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. How This goes nicely. And you kind of spoke to this earlier, the giving permission piece. How can we support ourselves and other women in living unapologetically? Again, I think it's like, we all have this idea that we have to be selfless, right? And especially mm-hmm. because women, I hear a lot, oh my God, I have to be a caretaker. I have to be a giver. I'm this, I'm yeah. that for everybody. I'm a fixer. Oh, okay. Let's let all that go, please. And come right. back to yourself. And when you can start listening to yourself and making yourself a priority and really mm-hmm. stepping into the understanding that when you do, you are then allowing that space for others to do the same. Absolutely. And it starts here. Yeah. And it gives permission when people see other women see, uh, you know, people mm-hmm. doing that. It gives permission to, to have that same experience. And I, I think this ties nicely into your journey. I mean, you identify yourself at your, your pronouns are she, her, your open hearted person, you know, journeying after truth. Yeah. When I met you, you were married. Like I mentioned earlier, you were married. Yeah. To yes. a man who was um, worked in Coeur d'Alene at a business where he had a lot of contact with a lot of people from all over the world that came in. Yeah. Um, and there, you had a very public issue with him um, yeah. when he was caught um, embezzling from this company, yeah. and uh-huh. it's in a in a community where your life became a fishbowl. Um, yeah. And um, he went on to go to prison. You stayed with him for quite a while through all of that. Yeah. And so I've thought a lot of you about you a lot when we've talked about abdicating yourself and living mm-hmm. unapologetically and not feeling like you have to take care of everything and everybody mm-hmm. because you are a very kind, giving person by your nature. Um, yeah. When you pro- Danielle is like she's very warm very um soft-hearted like she just has that way about her i feel like that situation can really like expose those things almost to a detriment um yeah so talk to me a little bit about that because yeah that was wild to watch i mean we it was really wild to watch and i felt so horrible for you and we mm-hmm. were we were like second tier friends so we were really close friends with people who were really close with your husband yeah. and, and at the time. And I remember, you know, it created some interesting dynamics because I'm like, I'm more worried about Danielle than I am him, <laughs> you know, which was kind of um, kind of a weird scenario to be in because these friends who were close with him have been had known him for years since they, you know, since he yeah. was a small child and yeah. asked asked Brady to do something on behalf of your husband at the time. And Brady's like, I can't do that. I I don't have the history with him that you do. And I can't do that in good conscience. And I love you 
but my allegiance is to you. And we're really concerned about Danielle and all of this. So, um, anyway, oh my gosh. I've said a lot. I kind of opened the can of worms, but I feel like for people to really understand your journey, Mm-hmm. And she yeah. and Danielle gave me permission to say, you know, Absolutely. before we got on, <laughs> we, we talked about this. So talk to me about that and how these things we've talked about so far have come into play. And I think, too, as we move forward in other like talking about your values at your expectations of yourself versus others, this is all going to play into it. Yeah. OK, so I'm going to take a deep breath because I really okay. want to. Um do the best that I can with sharing this part Yeah, for the best of your um, viewers or yeah. Um, <sighs> it was a wild yeah. ride. Um, okay. So again, I'm going to say that the most important thing that I really learned from the whole situation is listening to self, listening to that inner still voice. Yeah. Um, about two while I was married, um, I had no reason in my conscious mind to not trust my husband at the time. Sure, sure. Except I do want to share this story because I I will never forget this moment. I was driving Mm. and there was something inside of me and it was like this itch inside my body. Mm. And I was like, something's not right. And I called my mom and I was like, mom, I feel like I can't trust him. Like mm. what the hell is going on right now? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. So I anyway, no like palatable evidence to present you. Exactly. There was nothing there that I knew of physically. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I, my mom really encouraged me like, listen to yourself, listen to that feeling. So I, yeah. I did to the best of my ability. He was, we we're in the kitchen and I was like, Hey, I know this is coming out of right field, but like, what, is there something you're not telling me? Yeah. He's like, no, there's nothing going on. I was like, okay, a little bit of shame, you know? Sure. And there's this, uh, there's this Bible verse and it's like, whatever happens behind closed doors will come out. Mm. And so I was like, in one last ditch effort, I'm like walking away from the kitchen and I'm like, okay, well, remember this verse, you know, ha ha. Right. Like whatever happens, like just wanted to let you know. And then a couple weeks later, I, you know, yeah, the story's sort of out there. Uh, yeah. You know, a police officer came to our door and next thing I know, he's going to prison for two years. Mm. Um, yes, it was one of the most difficult times of my life. However, I didn't ever stop. I just kept going. Mm. It was like I was in this mode of, go, 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 survive, 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 survive. Sure. Um, he left and it was like, okay, you know, I got to talk to his stepkids. I got to talk to the stepmom. I've got to figure out this. I've got to go to work. I've got to go to school. I um, had just, I was just about to start my grad program and I was working full time. Mm. And um, it was just like, I had to sell the house that the house sold the day that he went away. And it was just like chaos ensued. Right. Yeah. But I had this idea that I had to just do it and I had to just go through it, right? Right. Um, and it was um, miserable. Yeah. You know, I don't know how much more detail you want me to get into it, but like, you know, I'd wake That's up at 5 a.m. Yeah, I'd, I'd like, I'd wake up at 5 a.m., um, 
go visit him three hours away in this like freezing cold prison where I'd yeah. be like just freezing because you can't wear a yeah. jacket. Then oh, I go and back. And Danielle is a tiny little thing. She doesn't have insulation. To <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it was crazy. Oh. oh my God. It was crazy. There was, um, and then he went down to Boise and I would fly down there when I could. And it was just <sighs> like this psychotic thing. Right. Right. So now fast forward to like now, right. I divorced him and then I got back together with him and, and then I left him and then we got back together and it was just this crazy chaotic thing, right? Of just like yes. guilt and what do I do? And oh my God, what is this? What is this doing? What is going on? I well, would probably say some that, codependency too. I would think some codependency was tied into that. You know, and also this idea that I need to be something for somebody else. I need yeah. to fulfill their purpose or I need to um, do this to be okay. I'm supposed to do this or, you know, this idea that I'm not complete without this other. So yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's been a couple years now and I would say that I'm like really just now really feeling free from it. Wow. And really seeing how much, how closed down I was, how, how much stress Mm. I was under and how my body was really telling me, but I wasn't listening. Yeah. And you know, I think a lot of us, uh, women, people, whatever, go through these experiences in our life and then expect ourselves to just get over it. Mm-hmm. You know, my body, not just from that experience, but like from childhood, like there's a lot of stuff there, right? Yeah. And our bodies take all that on. Like I had ulcers. I, I broke my hips. I, I mean, I went through, I got my appendix out. I went through a lot of health shit that I just... Yeah. And so anyway, it's been quite the process of really just also letting him out of my life and letting him go. Yes. And letting that part of myself die. Because <laughs> yeah. that Danielle right. that was then is yeah. no longer. Yeah. Yeah. And for the betterment of you. But, you know, that that was a season. And I think <clears throat> I'm glad you shared those different physical things because that's all tied into your emotional health and what wasn't getting dealt with or expended with and it will store up and it will show up guys it will show up in some way um and And i'm sorry no and you just you had that experience yeah and i just like kept taking this shit on and it's like Mm. i mean there was lots of stuff going on with my family too at that same Mm, time and it's just like you get this um you get really this like um idea that uh like i'm too much this is too much i have to do it myself yeah, I yeah, think we gotta let that women, one go. Oh my uh-huh. gosh, yes, and especially when you come from family systems or in relationships where that's the message that's sent. Like, even if they don't verbally say it, the messages they're sending you with their responses or lack of response or are telling you that. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about, and we have yeah. to release that narrative. Yeah, we really do because again. When you can let that down, that that I'm too much feels that like victim martyrdom kind of sure. thing, which I definitely have had. Sure. And it's like, honestly, you do need to take a moment and really feel sorry for yourself and just let yourself feel it. Yeah. And then give yourself that permission to open up to support because I didn't realize how shut down I was to opening up to support. Sure. I just didn't know. And I was just right. in survival, right? My nervous system. Because you're yeah. right. It was such a small town. 
Like, oh I was my paralyzed. gosh. I was paralyzed. Yeah. And understand, and, Danielle, people knew who Danielle was. They knew who she was married to. Yeah. Because she, like, through the marathons and stuff, she was in the paper too. I mean, she was, they were, you know, in this space, yeah. very public. It was on the news, it was in the newspapers. It was awful, awful, awful for her. And, you know, I'm just done with the show. Yeah. It was such a show. And sometimes I just look back and I just was filling a role. Mm. And I was a shell of who I am. Yeah. And I'm done with that costume of filling a role for others or doing what you think others do because it's not true and it's not the truth. Yeah. And that that whole like yeah he was um very very um what's that word like just gregarious very, yes. and outgoing and friendly he's a guy I, you met you liked him immediately yes. um he very was lovely. very in, very inviting um mm-hmm. he's, uh, yeah and which is wonderful and you know i have to say like about a year ago i i was able to come to a place where i was so grateful for the journey and I called him up and I said, I said, I just want to say thank you. Oh, wow. And I'm sorry. Mm. Because I don't believe that you can have one thing without the other. Like there's a very, there's this, sure. this equates to this, right? And so yeah. there, with him and then there was me, right? So mm-hmm. there was a part of me that I wasn't listening to that I was betraying the whole time, right? And I wasn't conscious of, so it's not my fault. I didn't do anything wrong. However, that was a mute, like because of him, me. And so I'm taking that responsibility of being like, I was playing the shutting down type so that that could exist or however you want to say it. Absolutely. To come to a point where I could be like, I am so glad for where I am in this moment right here, speaking with you. And yeah. if I had to go through it all over again, then okay. Yeah. Like so grateful. Yeah. It taught me so much. And I think that I'm just so grateful, you know? Well, and just being so. able to hold that nuance and that juxtaposition of that, yeah. you know, of both of both of those feelings and be able to say both of yes. those things. You know, I think yes. that's one that we, we're so dualistic in our thinking sometimes that we don't allow space for that. And Absolutely. also having to give yourself the grace and the empathy and the forgiveness and the room mm-hmm. yeah. to, yes. you know, I mean, I think that's there's a lot to that, too, so that you could process and move through all of these things, identify what new boundaries need to be, um, put in practices that were healthy for you um, and And not for the other. Yes, you did. You relocated to a beautiful location. (laughs) She she went from one beautiful location to another beautiful, but very different location. So different. different. And the process here has been like so healing and just so much. And, you know, I'm in another time of change in my life again and I'm just so grateful for the freedom to just like kind of like what you said just grow and change and evolve as life wants to through me right right yeah and giving yourself permission for that so one last thing before we move into some other things that are going to tie in perfectly to this but I wanted the audience to hear because I think there's so women many women out there that feel like they can't 
leave. They can't change mm. or they're going to disappoint all these people. I'm like, well, what if you're, if, if you are disappointing yourself, you've mm-hmm. got to be, you got to get to a point where you're willing, like I will disappoint others before I disappoint myself, but that is not an act natural inclination for women. So what was that kind of final straw? If there was one that was like, Nope, no more. This is it. This, I have to do this is hard. It hurts. It's going to be a journey. It's going to suck, but I've got to do this. Was there a breaking point or was it just an exhaustion of like, I can't do this anymore? <sighs> you know, I think to start, it's going to, you, you get to a point where you don't have a choice anymore if you mm. let it. And I actually divorced Tony, then got remarried to him and then got it annulled. And at that time, it felt like life just was like this. You're done. Mm. Yeah. And so I would say that no matter in those choices, you got to come to terms with the fact that no matter what you decide, it's going to be hard. Yeah. If you decide to disappoint someone else or yourself, it's, you know, if you decide to leave or stay in whatever situation that you're in, sure. don't kid yourself that there's an easy out. There is no easy out. Yeah. yeah. And life is full of suffering. And the more that you allow yourself to just acknowledge that, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, you're gonna get through it. Be present to that part because you're probably mm. already hurting. Mm-hmm. So let yourself. Yeah, and um, now I'm at a point where I can make that choice, and I can see where that tension is, and then make a choice. Does that yeah, sense? absolutely. I love that you spoke to be present because I think when we are leaving something hard, we just want to get to the other side of it. And, and, and if we don't stay present and process all that stuff, we're not going to, we can't heal. Um, we'll repeat that pattern. Absolutely. And also one thing that I've really realized is that sometimes we think that when we're giving something up, that it's just going to be gone and we'll never get it. But mm. I can't tell you how many times I've surrendered an idea, a concept, a thing in my life, and it's mm-hmm. come back better. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. So important. And I think, and being willing, because there's fear going into it that that won't be the experience. So, you know, that willingness to surrender and and believe that it's possible. And let fear be your personal dream. So instead of instead of making it your enemy, sure, it's there because it's trying to teach you something. So just listen a little more, and just like yeah. I said, like you know, again, we're just gonna say, be present with that fear. Yeah. And what's it trying to tell me? Yeah, because also if you're seeing it, it's because you're ready to let go of whatever that fear is protecting you from. Mm. Yeah. And you don't need that protection in the same way you needed it. Yeah. And when I left that past relationship, I, that fear that was coming up, I was ready to graduate from it. Mm, wow. I was ready oh. to step into the truth of what really wanted to be in my life. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So good. Okay. So in that, talk to me about the importance of setting and coming back to your why and slash your values and everything you do. Because I feel like discovering that or figuring that out had to play a role here and just in your life period. Yes. Um, Yeah. Freedom was um, 
a big one for me. I remember in um, grad school, one of my professors was like, Danielle, you're, I picture you and you're like a, you're like a running shoe with balls of chains attached to it. Oh, wow. What an was, analogy. Right? Yeah. Oof. And I was still married at the time. Well, I was still like going through that sort of chaotic part. And Yeah. So at that time, freedom was my North Star. So mm. I like using the term North Star because yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like that guiding principle, right? So sure. even in the dark clouds, it's like, it's like you're setting that intention very in- internally, very subconsciously, mm-hmm. and then you're like manifesting your life from it. And so mm. at that time, um, you know, freedom, freedom was it and truth. Truth has always been just this internal compass for me. Yeah. And such a desire for me to seek truth in all things that I do. So, yeah. Does that answer the question? Absolutely, it does. And I think that's how you ended up getting there because you stuck to that. You, you know, even in the times where you ignored it, you kept coming back to it. Life has a way of doing that. You know? It does. It does. <laughs> it forces our hand sometimes, which it we does. need. Which we need. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. So grateful for that. Um, talk to me about living out of your own expectations versus others, because there was a whole heap full of expectations coming at whenever you have family dynamics that are complicated, there's expectations that go with that. Then you talk about all the things going on in your relationship, even if there wasn't, you know, unhealthy parts of it, that's just part of life. But then it got heaped on with all these complications and then you leaving, you leaving the space, moving to a different part, um, of the West coast completely. Um, far away. So, and, and where you are today. So talk to me about living out of your own expectations versus others. Well, my God, I mean, when I was married and going through all that, my expectations of life were completely different. Mm. I expected, Oh, I'm going to be a wife forever. I'm going to be, um, married and live in this home that I own and, um, living in this town forever. This is my job. And, this is my role, right? And that was my expectation. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and then life was like, actually, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. And so then I moved uh, to California two years ago, a little over two years ago. And slowly I've had to realize that I have to drop all those expectations. Mm. And that, in fact, expectations can be a boundary as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good way to put that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just allowing myself to drop expectations so that life can show up the way it wants. And that's okay. So grief, right? So there's Mm. a lot of grief because I've had to grieve what I thought was. Yeah. 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 What you, because that's, that really, your truth got blown up. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a real, there's, you know, relative truth and there's absolute truth and that was not absolute truth. And there's, yeah. There's a difference. Like I always really like to tell people, like feel into truth. You can feel truth. Mm-hmm. You know when you're hearing something truth, it's it's alive. It's just good, right? Yeah. And so, um, I try to live that now every day, and like, and just like be so setting my intention sets up life. Okay. And then I can let go of expectations of what that's going to be like and just know that truth is my North Star and oh, walk yeah. that path and be present to the step I'm in because I know that life, God has the next step t- 
taken care of as long yeah. as I'm in this moment with that intention yeah. set. So okay. that's my expectations now are be intentional and be present. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you talk a lot about setting an intention each day. If can you, would you mind, is it, can you share, what does that look like? What does that mean? Cause some people, I know what that means, but that's kind of, it's kind of new language that we're hearing these days and yeah. it's very personal. So what does that look like for you as you get up each morning? So for me, it's like getting it out on paper and writing it down. Okay. Because also that way you're um, connecting your mind and your body by writing yeah, it down. Okay. Okay. So, because you're right, it's so nuanced, all this mental health and emotional stuff. It's not, it's yeah. not like going to work out at the gym. It's just a little different. So sure. if you, anytime that you can connect mind and the body with an action, then you're doing that. So, you know, think about what you want in a day. Like really, what do you want to feel like? So, mm. you know, get it, like getting into your heart space. So I work a lot mm. with people and myself, getting myself out of my mind and into my heart because yeah. that's where your wisdom is and that's where your body is. Yeah. So, so taking even two deep breaths and then really seeing like, what do I want to feel like today? What do I want to feel like in my life? So yeah. um, one helpful way to do that is like, as you take a couple deep breaths, think about, um, you know, the time that you, first kissed the person you love the mm. first time you saw your firstborn child mm. the last time you saw the most beautiful sunset you could ever think of mm. and then just breathe into that space that you okay. feel it yeah just let that feeling grow and then from there let yourself think of what you want and get creative dream yeah. a little bit it's okay to dream yeah, I thank you for that last. I mean, thank you for all of that. That was super, you know, I think that was a great insight, but also that dream piece because yeah. we get so locked into, you know, doing the job and having the house and, you know, all these things. And we lose sight of the fact that there maybe there's more. Yeah. You know, maybe there's more. And that's okay. And there's that's a good thing. That's not a selfish thing. That's not an unhealthy thing. That's actually very healthy. Because if you dream, you continue to allow yourself to live into who you're supposed to be. Um, yes. And you know, I get on these calls with people in at work and everybody wants a homework assignment. Everyone wants a to-do list. And yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna throw this away. We have enough of those. Yeah. And your soul and your heart is not a to-do list. It just isn't. There's yeah. no doing here. It's just about coming back and being with what is. Oh, oh, thank you. That was really good. Thank you so much. Because we do, I was a slave to to-do list. And when I started my therapy journey, I was like, I'm going to come do this for six months to a year. I'm going to have some great tools. I'm going to get on the other side of it and get on with the rest of my life. I am three years into it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's, that's not how it goes, which goes nicely into this next uh, talking point of accepting the layered aspects of ourselves, because I mm. keep uncovering layers. Yes. And so as I keep uncovering layers and keep learning more about myself, both what needs to be healed and what I didn't know about myself was there. Like if you would have told me three years ago, I'd be doing a podcast. I, what? So <laughs> that was just not on my it. radar. And I mean, it came out of a dream wall that oh. Brady and I did on his birthday. Oh, um, so cool. 
and so anyway, but 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 unpacking those layers, the good and the bad. I mean, all accepting all that stuff into this in us and part of us. And you've addressed that really well and how you've been able to um do that, I think. But talk to me a little bit more about that specifically, the layers yeah. piece. Yeah, you know what comes up for me with this is um I I've had this dream since I was a little girl. Like I would write my diary. And I would just play with my Barbies and have this image of me like falling in love and being swept off my feet by a man, right? And just like, mm-hmm. just like this epic love story. And I'm getting to the layers part, I promise. But like, yeah, no, no, go, go. It was this, <laughs> yeah, and it, and it was this, this just deep seated desire that I've always had, right? And through my divorce and marriage and then divorce the same person, yeah, I've slowly realized that that dream was actually that desire was a yearning to become my own soulmate to learn who I am and to bring that back into myself and find the one within oh I love that that's so good oh man (laughs) thank you and it's been and so and I've wanted to be swept off my feet by that and so the point with the layers is that Yes, layers, because I don't want to be bored. I don't want to be stagnant. I want surprise. I want to be, I want passion. I want life. I want love. I want joy. And that is just more layers we peel off, the more we find, the more beauty. And so just that, that, just that constant finding of myself. Yes. That's such a good way to swept off my feet. Oh, wow. I love, and when did you realize that? I, at what point did that become truth to you? Um, probably about a year ago, I had this this deep like meditation, and I wrote this poem about Prince Charming, and mm. I was like, oh, oh, that's right here. Mm. And then it just continues to become more of a deeper truth the more that I continue to unveil more layers. Yeah, yeah. Of- well. And going into that that way, you're just such a healthier version of in whatever relationship you show up in. Absolutely. And you're not looking for that thing because you've already found it in you. So totally good point. Like what I really love about like um, relationships and partnerships mm-hmm. is seeing what it is about somebody and using it as a reflection of what is it about Mm. them? What is it in them that gives me something? Like I have a lot of clients that are like, oh, when I'm around this, my partner, I feel so much more grounded and so much more this or that. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. What is it about them? And use that so that when you're by yourself, you can just get that resource from within yourself as well. Yeah. Embody it. Exactly. Embody. Yep. Exactly. And that's yeah. where interbeing comes in, right? Like versus codependency. Mm, I'm not relying yes. on my worth. I know my worth and I know theirs. And together we are even better. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for that. All right. So in living out feel, finding empowerment, embracing layers, which we've been talking about, how mm. does that affect your relationship with yourself and then in turn your relationship with others? Well, I think it just allows me to live more present, be mm-hmm. with what actually is, not with what my mind is wanting to make of it. Mm. So I, can, I can live a clearer life sure, and far more abundant 
and prosperous and freer. Like I'm so much more free. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got like, yes, I just um, quit my salary job and I'm on my, my own now mm. and I'm about to move again and then I don't know where I'm going. So it's just allowing life to show up as it wants. Wow. And then for others, I think that doing this, there's less Danielle in the way of me showing up for others. So again, my story, oh, yeah. my projection of what I think they should be yeah, drops so that now hopefully the point is that they can be in that space and see their truth more clearly reflected back at them. Oh yeah, that's really good. And, and if you have two people coming together are able to do that, man, that is where the definition of healthy relationship. Yeah. I mean, yes. if you can... And knowing and talking about that and knowing that it's possible, because I think we get this idea of it's just not possible and not there's a difference between it being possible and being perfect. It's never going to be perfect, but but it is possible. So, God, yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. You have your your life. It's an example of that, (laughs) honestly. It really is. Okay. Um, Rapid fire. We're down to the end. Name okay. five activities that nourish you. Uh, meditating, running, walking with my greatest friend, um, being with family, and my dogs. Awesome. All right. In five words on how you want to feel the next six months. Mm, expansive. Free. Safe. Mm. Abundant. And unconditional love, period. (laughs) Okay. All right. I love that. I love that. And you embody that. I really do. I mean, you you really do. You have that way about you. Danielle, thank you so much. You gave me so many wow moments today in this conversation of your journey. I'm so excited, um, audience, for you to to be able to dig into this and listen to this and take notes and look at the resources and know that you have this ability in you too on your journey, whatever that looks like. Um, So thank you so much again for your time today. Um, Like I said, feel friends, you are going to want to look at our resources page to see what Daniel has to share. You're going to want to take a look at the show notes um, and just and check out the blog, uh, all these things. And they're all going to be available on our website and our socials. Um, but thanks again for being with me today. Um, audience, if you have any questions, any comments, any thoughts, you can DM us at Embracing Layers on Instagram, or you can email us embracinglayers at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts or questions about anything you've heard today, but thanks for being with us today and have a great week.